0: Well, good morning. I am Pastor Kurt Gentry. I, I get a chance to help lead the folks here, and I am privileged today to talk to you about a couple of things. One is, uh, some of you are going to be really excited, because this is going to be probably, if, if this is your first time, I will be the shortest church service you've ever been to, so you'll be really excited about that. Uh, But we're going to preach, we're going to get music in, we're going to do those kind of things. And so that's one part of it. Uh, So I'll I'll tell you a little bit about that. What we're going to do here in about 15 minutes or so is we're going to close the service. But we we ask you to participate with us because something we do here at, at Renovation is we really believe in intergenerational ministry. We haven't got it all figured out yet, and we are continuing to, to, to strive towards that. But one of the things we do is we do what we call intergenerational groups. We're going to uh, end the service here, like I said, in about 15 minutes or so. You will leave out of here if you choose to participate. Uh, you will leave, And I encourage you to do that because I think it's, a, a, it's just stretching for some of you. But it's awesome. You'll go to the gymnasium, which is directly west of here. And hopefully it's not pouring down rain then. Uh, you'll go west of here, and you'll walk in the door, and there's six sets of numbers. You with me so far? 13 to 22, 23 to 34, 35 to 46, or something like that. You'll pick that number up, the first number that's on top, and you'll go sit at that table. That's the table you're at. And you're hopefully what happens is at the end of that walking in there is you'll end up with a person who's in 13 to 22. Because there's six different age groups there. There'll be a set of questions there. Not too personal, so okay, so don't get freaked out there. It's not an accountability group where we get down in real deep. But the other part is today, which is the added bonus, is that we got biscuits and gravy. We got eggs. We got juice. We got bosa. I think we got some bosa donut holes. We've got, we believe here in eating together. (laughs) But let me tell you part of the reason why you say, well, it's just because we like eating. But you know, Jesus practiced the art of the long meal in his culture. Sitting at the table for long periods of time was what really built that community. And so that's the Konania that we talk about here. Uh, that that we believe it's something that, that, that fellowship that only happens when the Spirit is really working through a community of people. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what the team membership class. And Andy said it's the last one. It's the last one for this window. Okay, it won't be the last one ever. I just want to make sure we clarify that. It won't be the last one ever to be able to, to engage in that in the team membership. But it'll probably be the last one for this for this next few weeks and last season. But it is we believe it. When it's a different level of investment when you become a teammate, and it, and it does something for the ethos of this church, and we are just uh, just encouraging to be a part of that. You don't have to be a, uh, in that or even attend one to, be a, to attend here or even to serve here, but we believe it takes us kind of to a different level. So that's coming up. So, uh, but I, but, uh, but I, I heard this story this week, and I thought it was a great story. It said, the story goes a few days before Thanksgiving. <clears throat> an elderly man here in Phoenix called his son in New York and said to him, hate to run your day son but your mom and I are getting divorced 45 years of marriage of misery is enough we are sick of each other I need you to call your sister and tell her what I just told you so so the, so the son gets off the phone frantic and he calls his sister in, in Chicago and he tells her what he had just heard and she says she just kind of explodes on the phone she says like heck they're getting a divorce. And she gets off the phone. She said, I'll take care of this. She gets on the phone and calls her dad. And, and man, she lights into him. She said, you're not getting divorced. Don't do a single thing till I get there. I've I'm, I'm called my brother back and we'll be there tomorrow. Until then, don't do a thing. Do you hear me? He hangs the phone up, turns to his wife and says, okay, honey, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving. And they're paying for their own flights. <laughs> Thanksgiving's about a lot of things, isn't it? It really is. It's about a lot of things. It's about family and however you make that happen. (laughs) It's about tradition. It's about food. Amen? (laughs) No, but it's about football for some. It's about a lot of things. But for some people, Thursday is the day that's holding you back before Black Friday. It's just that day that happens to be in the way before you get to there. Now, unfortunately... Black Friday has crept into what? Black Thursday evening now, or whatever it's called. I don't know what you call it. But it's working its way back into our lives. And it's a shame to me that we can't have one day, just one day, where that pressure is not there. Now, how many of you know what a blue law is? Have you ever heard of a blue law? You grew up at a time, and I grew up in Arkansas. The blue law in Arkansas, when I was growing up, you could not have, uh, businesses wouldn't be open. You couldn't open on Sunday. I mean, you couldn't open on Sunday. Or you couldn't open until a time for everybody that had a chance to go to religious service could go to it. It's called a blue law. And there's still blue laws out there in different parts of the country. You can't sell alcohol at a certain time. Some car businesses, I don't know why they picked on car businesses, couldn't open at a certain time. You can't hunt. Blue law affects uh, hunting in some states. You can't hunt at a certain time of the day on Sunday. So it's a blue law where, where they blocked out time of course, as we know, that's crep and crep and crep into our culture to all the way to Black Friday to Black Thursday night, whatever it is. But what it does is, as we've talked about margin over these last few weeks, it plays on one of our greatest stressors or fears, is that I'm going to miss out. One of our greatest fears in, 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 in most of our lives, even as adults, is I don't want to be left out. I don't want to miss out so we cram our schedules with the way the culture pushes us so we will make sure we we don't miss out now I'm not saying number one it's a sin and I'm sure not saying you're wrong by going to Black Friday or Black Thursday evening that is not what I'm saying I'm just saying can't we just have a day (laughs) hurry hurry because you may miss out hurry James Bryan Smith says that the number one spiritual sickness for our day is hurry sickness. He says we're constantly in a hurry because we have overloaded our schedules. And when we lack margin in our lives, we become tired and lonely and joyless. Which seems to invite temptation. We become lonely and joyless. It invites temptation to do things. We've talked about the last few weeks, those signs of being in the heat too long or being the stressors or you're marginless. One of them is people become a burden instead of a blessing in your life. You've been in the heat too long when that's the case. And we need margin because margin restores balance and restores our soul Thus increasing our capacity for joy. I am convinced of this. That joy and a thankful heart are the great defenders against being overstressed. Marginless. If you are a person full of joy and you're a person full of gratitude... Will you live your life more from the I get to's and I want to's instead of the I have to's? If you look at your schedule and you go, "I my schedule's more full of I have to's. Did you know I have to's can become I get to's? Do you know taking out the trash, I have to take out the trash, can become I get to because I'm serving my family? Cleaning your bedroom, students, can become a, become a, i get to or i want to because it's part of my it's you know sometimes parents just let it go but when you when you ask your children to do chores in your home it values them because they have a part of what's going on it really gives them value instead of the opposite of what we think you show me a marriage that's full of joy and gratitude i'll show you a marriage that's never talking about divorce Ever. you show me a life that's full of joy and thankfulness and gratitude I'll show you a life that's probably not addicted to hardly anything because they're thinking a different way you show me people full of joy and, and, and thankfulness I'll show you people full of hope and if we're going to be the church we've, God's called us to be we're part of what our vision statement is to be a voice of hope But we need space We've been taught our happiness is somehow dependent on what's happening. But what's happening may not always be happy. But it can be full of joy. And it can be full of thankfulness. You know, the Apostle Paul in Philippians four four. Now remember, he's in prison when he's writing this. I love this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I love what he says. I'll say it again. rejoice now that's a way of looking at life folks that's a decision that you're going to begin to walk in a certain way now the word there the greek word there chiro for rejoice there literally means to be well or to thrive I don't know about you I would love for people to describe me as a man who's well and thrives. Not a person who's always too busy to even talk to anybody. I don't even want to call him, he's too busy. I tell you what, being around people who are full of joy and thankful and thrive and are well is contagious, it's appealing, it's a choice. To the power of the Holy Spirit, it's a choice. I don't think God really wants anything more for his people to, besides, you know, loving him and loving others, but people full of joy and thanksgiving because it sets us apart in culture. It makes us counterculture. A culture that's full of complaining, a culture that's full of criticism from, from everything's being critiqued, it, it, you know, from radio stations to sports. We critique everything. You know, the arch enemy of joy and thanksgiving is complaining. The two cannot cannot really coexist in the same heart. But here's what complaining does for you if you're really into it. it. This is what it doesn't do. It doesn't change anything or make situations better. Most complaining doesn't do that. But here's the thing it does do if you're really into it. It amplifies frustration... It spreads discontent. Complaining makes us miserable. It steals our joy. But it's so easy to opt for that. Psalm 77.3, and I love the way the King James Version says, I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. So many times we're so focused on what we want God to do for us, we forget so many times what he's already done for us, and most of the things he's done for us are way greater than what we've been asking for right now. And it's all right to ask why. I mean, we went through a season in our lives just recently. I've asked some whys. But my brother says, I think a little book he wrote, a little story he wrote one time, he said, called The City Called Why. He said, you can visit it, but you better not take up residence, because you can die there spiritually. Alan Perkins says, a thankful spirit is the one, is the one, is one of the key distinguishing marks of a Christian. It sets us apart from the world. It makes us different. And I think there's something in each side of us, even if we don't know God, that wants to give thanks to something. When we walk, when we see the sunset and we walk and we feel the breeze on our face, we, we want to give thanks to something, even if we don't know what it is, but for us we believe we do with all of our heart. I give thanks. I feel closer to God. When I'm thanking him for the sunset, there's something about that. and It's not just, okay, just positive thinking, get yourself revved up, Kurt. No, there just seems to be, when I begin to be thankful. I used to have teenagers do this. I said, just take your hand and do this. You humor me here, some of you. Do this. That's pretty awesome. I'm thankful that I can do that. Because some people can't. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you that you have ears to hear me this morning. You may not be, but I am. I'm thankful I have here ears to hear you laugh. I heard a question? There was a little question. One of our uh, uh, this, uh, our staffs doing a, a devotional together and we go over it each week. And one of the things is, what would you give a million dollars for? And I've always, Janet, I've talked about before. If I ever had a million dollars to spend, I, I I wouldn't spend it on one thing for sure. I don't know what I would spend it on, but I'll tell you this: if I'd lost my sight and I had a million dollars, I'd pay a million dollars to get my sight back. If I had a child that was sick terminally and I didn't, you know, and and and, and if I had a million dollars and it would get them well, I'd pay it. But guess what? I already got it. I'm a rich man. But what are you thankful for? I think it's why Paul wrote, in everything, 1 Thessalonians five eighteen in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. Not something the pastor came up with. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Working that You. It's God's plan. And his will for us to give thanks to him. Now, I hope that's an everyday thing, not a once a year thing. <laughs> and being a part of renovation this last year, I'm so thankful for changed lives. I'm thankful for so many different things that God has brought up. People who are investing at a whole different level through this, the team training. But even those who may not do that, thankful. But I'm going to give you a challenge this week and we're going to get out of here. It's this. I want you to do two things. I'm going to do this with you. I've already asked Jan to help me. I'm going to ask some others to help me. Do two things. It's pretty deep. So, so you, you just, well, we've got to be listening. I'm going to challenge you to try to quit complaining for a week. Just quit complaining. Every time you start to complain, write it down or have someone call you out on it. Write it down. Pray about it. Write it down. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says, Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. And I love this. In which you shine like the stars in the universe. You will stand out. You quit complaining and start being thankful. You will stand out like the stars in the universe. That's pretty awesome. Some people try to stand out as Christians with a blow horn on the corner, yelling, turn or burn. Or wear the right t-shirts or listen to the... Just quit complaining. (laughs) And being thankful to a God who's put it all in motion. You'll stand out like the stars in the heaven. And the second thing is, make a list of things you're thankful for. Psalms 1 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Hebrews 12, 28, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, boy, I like that, we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful, and so worship God accepted with reverence and awe. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. You're going to get a chance to participate in something that will stretch some of you. Some of you are going to participate by going to get in your car, and I understand that too. We love all of you. And that's all right. It's all right. But we would love to see you out there. You'll get a free meal out of the deal. And uh, we would love to have you. And it's good. My wife cooked it. Those who know Jan, it's good home cooking. Yeah, that's some of you. You know. You know. And, and others did too. Not just Jan. But anyway. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this chance to be here with our folks. Lord, I know a lot of folks here, first time of, we've seen them, a part of our, uh, this uh, gathering here, but Lord. But we thank so thankful. And Lord, even if today's not the time where we thank you for the fact that they've came they come and 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 chose to be a part of this but i pray now that you'll bless our fellowship bless the food bless our time and team training all that we do today lord no matter where we are what we're doing lord that it will glorify you and edify others and the kingdom will expand because we woke up today and we got a shot at this and we're thankful for it that you gave us our heartbeat our breath and the legs to go or the or or, or the words to say or the places to, to to just be a blessing and shine like the stars in the universe. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thanks, guys. You're dismissed.